What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Bert. Um, today, I wanted to talk about James chapter 2, um, 1 through like 12, uh, basically talking about partiality and um, showing favoritism to people, especially in the body of Christ. Um, it's a very big thing that we see a lot of times, cause especially like when you go to churches, you see how people like kind of click off and we treat certain people one way and other people another way. Like in the Bible, like, you know what I'm saying? Especially in this chapter, we see that that's not the right way to do it. Like we'll treat people differently. Like, you know, you see people that, you know, that are famous or rich, we'll treat them one way, but the people that we see that are in our lives every day or people that don't have um, anything to give us a value. Like if you see a rich person, because you may want more money or want to learn how to be rich yourself, you'll treat them a certain type of way to get that status with them. But when somebody comes up that doesn't have anything that can uh, benefit you, you treat them differently. And that's where the danger of partiality or favoritism um, comes in. Like, you know what I'm saying? We treat people um, a certain type of way, like, oh man, like, well, you ain't nobody, you like this, like, and even everybody does it, like, to sit a bit, even with me talking about it, like, doesn't mean I'm absolved or perfect from it. Like, that's one thing, even doing this podcast, like, I had to really learn how to look at things differently because you start looking at the numbers and they're not numbers they're people and they represent lives and people that have to go to work and that are you know i'm saying giving up whether they're a big time person that's famous or somebody that's rich or somebody that can benefit me in some type of way you know i'm saying i shouldn't treat them any differently because they don't affect you know my progress or my success like, you know what I'm saying? It's a really big thing that, you know what I'm saying? It actually drives a big wage in the church. Um, this year, our theme at our church is unity and bringing people together. And so like, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're trying not to get people to click off and, and, and you know what I'm saying? Join little rogue sex, uh, sections of the church. And so it's just like getting everybody to love each other because that's what heaven is going to be like. We're not going to be able to do that when we go to heaven. So in James, uh, Chapter two, verse one, we see it talks about partiality. And originally like the word partiality um, meant to raise someone's face or to, to, to elevate a person. But it came from uh, to refer to um, exalting someone strictly on uh, superficial things. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? As little, it's just like literally how we did in high school. And we do the same thing in church nowadays. Like we act like this is high school again. Like the cool kids go over here and the nerds go over here, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, not to get y'all to wonder which one I was, I was definitely in the nerd crowd, but with cool tendencies. <laughs> so it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We do that. And so it's just like, we elevate people off of superficial things. And, you know what I'm saying? Not like sitting at, like we'll see somebody that's famous, like, you know, like women go crazy over Beyonce. Like if Beyonce came to church, we have to give her a best seat in the house, but that's not how, it was supposed to work, especially like, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's something that the world does. Like the world told you that that person was important. And like, you know what I'm saying? But they're on the same level that you are or anybody else is because we're all under God. Like there's God and then there's humans. Like there's not like, oh God, some humans and some people. And so it's just like, you know, we look at these things like, oh man, like this person is so great. Let me get their autograph. But then we treat the other person differently and it's not even got to be somebody famous like you know what i'm saying i was laughing at francis chan he was giving an example of his church at cornerstone he was standing next to this one kid that had like a, a, a lip ring and 
you know, how everybody walked up to him because he was a famous pastor or a well-known pastor. And they were barely saying anything to the kid except for, hey, take a picture of me and this guy. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying? That's a big sin because, it's again, it's a superficial thing. It's not a godly thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You give honor where honor is due. But at the same time, who did Christ honor? Like, Christ honored those that nobody paid attention to. And it's always just like, you know what I'm saying? If you don't do that, like, one, you'll start treating people like they're objects. Oh, like, you know, we'll ignore, like, we'll, we'll praise the principal, but ignore the janitor in the school. Like, you know what I'm saying? But knowing good and well, if the principal don't show up to work, the teacher still can do their job. But like, what if somebody don't take out your trash in the classroom? And somebody, or if, what if you're in a nursery or something, or like a, a daycare or a lower level school, one of the kids use the bathroom on themselves. And then a diaper is in the in the trash. Like you expect trash people to, or somebody to clean it up. Like you expect those people, or the people that work in the back in the kitchen, or you know the tech guy that wires the whole church, or you know what I'm saying. Like you don't see these people and you treat them differently than you would treat somebody that is just using the mic versus the guy that made it so the mic would work. And so it's just like we're all important. And so showing partiality, especially those that can't even benefit you is against what the ministry is like you know what i'm saying the people that are in the church the pastor say he should be like you know what i'm saying or the elders should be saved or the ministers or deacons or whoever they're saved but we put those people higher than the people that are walking into the church but the whole point of the church is to reach the people that are poor and are outside of the church we judge people on their race on their color like their their wealth their health like we judge people on a lot of things like you know, it's always funny, like, we used to joke about it all the time, but, you know, it was somebody, I think it was on Comic View or something like that, the guy was joking about how, uh, if you see a beautiful, like, guys, if they see a beautiful woman and she starts crying, they'll, like, stop their car in the middle of traffic, they'll stop whatever they're doing, like, they'll be on the construction site moving stuff and they'll just drop everything on the ground and go see what's wrong with it, but let it be somebody, an ugly woman crying, like, everybody will ignore her, or, like, if a woman saw an ugly man crying, like, he'll be alright, you know, he can make it. Like, we treat ugly people a certain type of way. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, somebody that's, like, socially, that's, you know, social status and stuff like that. Like, we treat them differently than people that don't have it. And that's not how Christ was because, again, we were lowlier than him. And he gave us the greatest thing, which was himself. You know what I'm saying? To die for our sins. He didn't save somebody that had, oh, man, like, you know. You're such and such. You have a great social status. Let me die for you. Like, he didn't die for them. He died for people that were under him because he knew they couldn't do it on their own. And it's funny so much that, like, we see people that we esteem highly and, like, you know, follow the world's ways of putting these people on a pedestal. That these same people, as one, they're no better than us. Like, you know what I'm saying? The same thing that happened to them if they went to Taco Bell and made a buffet out of it would happen to me, if you know what I'm saying. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We esteem these people higher. But a lot of times, like, the people that have money and have positions of power and, and politicians and, and people that we esteem so high, not just talking about being disrespectful, but we esteem so high, they're the ones that actually oppress us. That's what James is even saying. Like, they're, like you know what I'm saying? A poor person is not going to take you to court because they can't afford the lawyer. So the people that usually take you to court are the people that have money or are wealthy and stuff like that or have social status and stuff like that. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? We also have to understand that, like, God wants us to love the people that can't love us back a lot of the time. And it's like, you know, 
you see people in church and like we always want to go for that easy oh hey you already well dressed and stuff like that like we'll see people and and you know very expensive suits and stuff like that and we'll treat them a certain type of way because they look better than the person that comes in there in jeans and a t-shirt well me personally i like to go to church in jeans and a t-shirt anyway because i don't even you know what i'm saying it's comfortable for me and plus like a lot of times i'm moving and shaking so much like plus i can't even wear dress shoes because my foot's so jacked up i wear chuck taylor's more than anything but you know what i'm saying it's just we treat we look at a person and we judge them up and down whether they're a good person or a bad person and this is like, you know what I'm saying? I could put lipstick on a pig, man. But guess what it is? If you kiss it, it's a, it's still a, a, a potential piece of bacon. So it's just like you can give people a certain, uh, you know what I'm saying, a status in your mind. But I don't mean that's what the person is like. They're just humans. They have, they have to walk, talk, and do the same thing that we're doing. So it's just like we can't sit up there and just like, oh, man, you know, this person is better than this person or you know what I'm saying and put them in a position where uh, we gotta you know really treat this person really good because they're such and such from this church and like I wanna make myself look like this but the thing that's important is treating the people that can't do anything for themselves that's the like God didn't say go looking for the rich and the people that's well off he said look for the poor and the sick you know but then we skip down to verse 8 and we're talking about the law of loving your neighbor as you're loving yourself. Like, this is a really big thing. It didn't say love my neighbor with the nice yard and the best car good and, you know, treat the other one like, you know what I'm saying, they got, you know, patches all in his grass and different things like that. It's says love your neighbor. So those in your uh, that are around you and you, uh, that you're able to touch and, and, and have influence with, we're supposed to love them like we love ourselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't telling us to, like, you know what I'm saying, be selfish and start treating ourselves good. So if I treat myself good, that means I got to treat everybody else just as good. It's talking about like, you know what I'm saying? The ones we have influence over, treating them with the same intensity that we would treat for ourselves. Like, it's not like going like, oh man, like having an emotional response. Like it's, you know, love is a verb. It's not an emotion. Like, you know, cause when you fall in love, like, you know what I'm saying? People say that, but it, like, you, you know, we're not talking about the emotional attachment that you get with somebody. It's the fact that in spite of who you are, I'm going to do for you no matter what. Same thing like when you're in a marriage. Like, people always look like, oh, man, like, I'm supposed to have googly eyes every time. Me and my wife, sometimes we argue. But no matter if it's a good day, bad day, in-between day, blah day, sad day, whatever day it is, I will do and honor the covenant that we have between each other. I will make sure I... You know what I'm saying? Share everything with you and sacrifice for you and make sure that I only do these things for you. Like, that, you know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't want you to do them to me, so why would I do them to you type thing? So if you wouldn't want your neighbor to treat you this way, if you were in need, why would you treat them that way if they were in need, regardless of who's standing there? You know what I'm saying? So that's the, what, like, basically James is talking about in this verse. So in verse 9 it says, But if you are showing partiality, you are committing sin, and are convicted by the law as a transgressors. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? When we show partiality, we are committing sin. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm doing that. No, that's a sin. Like, because again, you're not thinking about, like, you know what I'm saying? The way you're treating the next person, how they feel when they go home. And it's just like, you shouldn't come to church. Like, it's one thing if you're in the world, you have all this going on at work, like people promoting people or you know what I'm saying? People, the teacher showing partiality because this kid is doing their homework and the other one isn't. They give up on that kid. Like, that's enough to get 
uh, they get that from the world, but if they come into church and they're getting that, that's we're really dropping the ball as far as like teaching the right thing to do. Because it's like, this is not supposed to be like that. And I'm not talking about just in the building. I'm talking about how, like, parts of the body of Christ. Like, we do that to each other. Like, oh, you go to this church? Well, oh, they do this. I don't like them. Like, you know, we treat people differently. Mike, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what do you do in the church? Oh, you're just a, a usher. Oh, I'm not, you know, oh, you're in the choir. Oh, you're, you're so anointed. Like, you know, that always trips me out. Like, how we always associate talent with anointing which is not always the case. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can get up there. If my talent is singing and I say something, that doesn't mean that I believe it. I just mean I just use my talent to do it. Say, for example, R. Kelly was in the choir. So it's not necessarily, oh, this person gets up there and they wear a suit and they speak so eloquently. Like, no, that doesn't make them any better than anybody else. Like, a lot of times, even when I do lessons, it's because I learned this myself by making the wrong choice and God corrected me. So it's not like, oh man, you should be esteemed so much higher. Sit here in the best place and take this and that because you have this on. Oh, you got Jordan's on, so you're a great person. Like, no, that means I probably ain't got no more money because I spent all my money on shoes. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We have to stop looking at things that we, quote unquote, in our minds, qualify people to be great with. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We have to look at what God is saying is quality, like the spiritual fruit. Like, we don't look for that stuff. Like, we don't look for people that are, are being patient and stuff like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? We always want to, uh, you know, give, like, the jobs, like, the unsung heroes, like, you know what I'm saying, of the church. Like, the guy that greets, or the guy or the lady that greets people, like, you know what I'm saying? We take that stuff for granted. Like, that person has a life, too. And they struggle just to be in that position to do that. Or the person that's cleaning the church, like, they ain't got their own house to clean up. Or a person, you know what I'm saying, that's doing, like, the lowly job, they're actually doing a great thing because they're not looking for glory of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? The most important parts of your body, body like Paul said, are the most, are the ones that's doing the work. You don't see them. Like, I don't see what my heart, I've never seen my heart before, but I'm glad it's doing what it's doing. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? My face is one thing, but how will my face look when my heart start working? So yeah, you can have a nice face, but if your heart is bad, see what I'm saying? The things that you don't see are a lot of times doing the most important things. And the ministry of the church is to minister to those that don't have, whether they're spiritually poor or they're actually like financially poor in real life or poor in health or, or they're just lacking something. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We have to love on those people just as much. And it's definitely a sin not to love on these people because that's what our, our mandate is by God. And when they use the word transgressors, like a lot of times we see like transgressors in the Bible, it means somebody that knows the boundary of God's law and they purposefully keep going further and further away from the boundary that God has set. Now, like, you know what I'm saying? We all do this with the partiality thing. It's not just like, oh man, like, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you slip up and you don't realize what you're doing and it's like, you know, presumptuous sin. Sometimes you commit sins, you don't know it. But if you purposely do that, like, I'm not sitting with them because I'd rather sit with them because they're better than this person. Like, that's the people that's beyond God's law because there's no way in the world you can sit up there and explain to me that you're full of the Holy Spirit, that, you know what I'm saying, it's a God of the Trinity, and all three of them agree at all times, and one doesn't move without the other. That he died for all, but you're only looking out for some 
but you're in line with the Holy Spirit. I don't care how much you say you speak it in tongues and how much you sitting up there saying you read your Bible and you go to church and how many times you go to Bible study. And I don't care how many like old ladies you helped across the street. And if you like, you know what I'm saying? You'd like, you know, go in your house and if somebody uses up all the ice cubes, you fill up the ice tray every time if you still have one. Like, I don't care how much of ritualistic things you do. If you show partiality on purpose consistently, then you are out of line with God and this truth is not in you and you are not being led by the spirit. I'm not saying you ain't saved, but I'm saying you ain't you ain't in line with what the spirit is doing because we don't treat people differently because of social status. Like that's when your eyes are deceiving you that, oh, this person is better than this person. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what a person is worth because you don't know the value of who you are actually worth. But I can tell you how much you're worth. You're worth, you're, you're worth a God because God died for you he died for your sins so that means you're worth a god so if god died for me he died for them and he died for them then how can you devalue what god has actually died for see what i'm saying so it's just like you know what i'm saying you can't just take that for granted like oh yeah this person isn't anybody i'll talk to them next time like now it's like i purposely try to talk to a different person every time i see them at least in my local assembly like, you know what I'm saying? Just this is a starting point to get better at what I'm doing wrong. So because we see even like first ten to talk about being accountable for the whole law. Like we have to understand that, you know, we can't be like, oh, well, partiality is not really a big sin. Like not like murder. Like, no, the thing is, like when we talk about the God's law, it's holy and perfect and it's all encompassing. Right. So you have to follow all law. You know what I'm saying? To be righteous. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why we rely on mercy and grace because it's hard for us to be able to do that. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be even as righteous as we are now. It's because you have to think of the law like a windshield. Not like it's like, you can't think of the law like M&M's. You have to think of it like a windshield. Like M&M's, I can take an M&M out. And if I drop one, okay, I still got M&M's. But like the thing is, is like you have to think of like God's law like a windshield. And if you get a, a, a crack in the windshield, like, you know what I'm saying? The window is broken. Like, it's not, oh, that piece of the window is broken. The window is broken. And so it's just like, no matter what you do, you see that crack in that window because the rest of it is so clear, you're always going to see that crack. And so it's just like, so if you break one law, you're breaking them all because the law is broken. Like, you, you have a, a breach. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like me locking, like, you know what I'm saying? Not locking the door in the front. But locking it in the back and somebody comes to the front door. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you know, commit to, you know, follow all of the laws versus, you know, and you're accountable for all of them. So if you break one, you're a sinner. Like you're automatically a sinner. It doesn't matter, no matter which one you did. You're a sinner now. You feel me? So we got to make sure that we treat everybody with the love of God, not the love of ourselves. Cause we see like how finite our, our love for people is. Like it only goes past our interests. Like we love our kids more than other kids because they're our kids. But if you know good and well, that little knucklehead, how he acts or how she acts, that if it was somebody else's kid, you probably like, mm, look how bad their parents and their kid. But because they're our kid, we show partiality, which is understandable, but that's like the maximum amount of love that we have to give. But we have to go past that. And the only way we can go past that is through the power of God and the Holy Spirit leading us and growing the spiritual fruits inside of us. But if we rely on just our worldly understanding of how to treat people, 
we'll always be partial and we'll always treat people sideways. Feel me? But this is just a quick off the top of the head Bible study I was doing today. I told you we were still going to go through James. We're still doing the Christ through comics. And we also have another episode with me and Rick coming up pretty soon. As soon as we finish editing it, we already did it and stuff like that. I appreciate y'all listening today. This has been Bert from the Brothers of Comics. I mean, Brothers of Comics. Brothers of Thunder Podcast, where we always are the boom. I pray that your day is going well. And that, um, no matter how we, before we leave, we can pray. Lord God, give us the strength to not be partial, to show love to all those that are around us, whether their social status is great or small, whether their bank accounts are full or empty or even negative, and whether their health is, is supremely great or supremely horrible, Lord God. We want to treat everybody the same way that you treat us, Lord God, with unconditional love, Lord God, to the best of our ability, and let the Holy Spirit lead us to loving in a way that is a, uh, pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen.